God, I just pray this morning that you would bless us again. Lord, as we look at your word, that you'd give us revelation of yourself. That God, you would impart wisdom and understanding. You would empower us, Lord, for the mission you've called us to. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. And I hope you're feeling encouraged already. I just feel so blessed by it. We're so blessed to have musos that can bless us and lead us in worship. Um, I hope you feel blessed. Uh, another way you can be blessed is by joining a life group. I forgot to mention that earlier. <laughs> we have some new little flyers up the back there about our life groups. And if you'd love to join a life group and you're wondering what's happening where, um, grab one of them. And uh, at the moment, we've actually just begun our, uh, some of our life groups anyway, uh, joining in with our Sunday messages and delving a bit deeper into some of the things that we're looking at on a Sunday morning in our new series. So if you want to join a life group, now's a great time. This week, why not? Go along, check it out, go to a life group. Um, be good. Fantastic. Turn to the person beside you and say, good morning, you're awake. Not too hot, not too cold. I'm feeling a bit warm, but it's all right. I think it's okay. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, I say it, say it plenty of times. But you don't come to church, we are the church. Turn to the person beside you and say, you are the church. You are the church, Kiara. You are the church. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, last week we began our, our new series. Last week we began our new series looking at Empowered for Mission. In the book of Acts, we're looking at this new, new series of being empowered for mission. We talked about how we don't have to be great to make a great impact, but it's the great God who does great things for us and in us and through us. And we talked about how our greatest pleasure comes when we live for God's glory. Our greatest pleasure is when we live for His glory. As, as uh, one person pointed out to me who uh, really likes the things John Piper says, he says, one of John Piper's most famous sayings that I do know is God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. The disciples, remember, were asking, is this the time, Jesus, is this the time that you're going to free us is this the time when you're going to restore your kingdom? And they're confused about what that looks like. And Jesus kind of brushes off the question and says, but you're going to receive power to be my witnesses. And he, he gets excited and then he leaves them. And this morning we're going to look at Acts chapter 2. If you've got your Bibles there, maybe open it up. You can underline some things, highlight some things as we go through it. And uh, we're going to read from the book of Acts this morning. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound like from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. 
They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are from Gal- are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people of people uh, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia. Now you're all listening to see how I get them. Egypt. And the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with... 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk as some of you you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and the signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And just skipping down to verse 32, it says, God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you see and hear today. It was the day of Pentecost, the, the, the feast of Pentecost. Pentecost literally means 50, 50 days. It was the the it's sometimes called the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Harvests, the Day of First Fruits. It was 50 days after Passover. God had told them to celebrate and to remember of God's provision, to celebrate His blessings. Uh, that The harvest had begun, the wheat was being brought in, and they were to celebrate this. But for us now, as we look back at what God instructed then, as we look at the book of Hebrews, it talks about how the Old Testament points to the shadow of the things to come. That in the New Testament, we see the fulfillment of the things that, Jesus, that, that God was pointing to in the Old Testament. The Old Testament, um, you've got the Passover when the people painted the, the blood of the sacrifice on their, on their door. And all who painted the blood of the sacrifice were, were, were saved, they were spared, and they were freed and they entered into the promised land. They escaped from Egypt and were saved. But for us now, we, we see that that was a, a, a shadow of the, the future reality that in Christ, now Jesus is the perfect sacrificial lamb. Now as we apply the blood of his life, of his, of his sacrifice to our lives, we are saved, we are set free and that we enter into the promised land by the blood of Jesus Jesus was sacrificed, he was the true Passover lamb, he ascended, and then the harvest was beginning. They were meeting together, celebrating 
God's provision, celebrating the, the, the feast of harvest, the feast of, of weeks. And suddenly there's this mighty rushing wind. It's interesting, the Holy Spirit's described in many different ways throughout the Bible. There's, there's all kinds of terms that you used to describe it, but the wind or the ruah, um, say that, ruah, it's a cool word, ruah. Now let's say uh, exousia. Yeah, you have the power, the freedom, the liberty, the authority to be sons of God. Sorry, that was from a few weeks ago in case you weren't here. Um, But the Holy Spirit, the wind, the divine breath, as it's described so many times. And this mighty wind comes, it blows, and something like flames of fire descend on their heads. And they begin to speak in tongues, they begin to speak in other languages. Now for those of us that have been in church for years, we're going, yep. Yep, yep, got it, yep, that's, that's all good and normal. But I want you to think back to the first time you heard about this. And maybe this morning's the first time you heard about this. Maybe you didn't grow up in church and you haven't read the book of Acts before. And to be honest, this sounds pretty weird the first time you hear it. You think about mighty rushing winds and, and tongues of fire going on people's heads and people speaking in tongues. I remember when I first heard about those things, I sort of thought, that's a little weird. These people are nice. But that's a little weird. I'll keep coming. I'll see, I'll see what else they say. But I want to say this morning, if that sounds a little weird to you, you're in good company. Many of us thought it was a little weird the first time we heard it. The people around thought this was a little weird. They're going, some of them are going, this is, this is amazing. They were amazed and perplexed, it says. Others said, these people are just drunk. They're crazy. They're getting drunk at nine o'clock in the morning. They are completely crazy. And the others said, what can all this mean? They were amazed, they were perplexed. They said, what does all this mean? I can hear my boy crying. <laughs> Peter then goes on to explain. He says what, about what happened to them, uh, what Joel had prophesied, about how Jesus is who he says he was, and that he is the one the prophets spoke about. And the people were convinced And it says about 3,000 people were added to the church that day. They believed and were added to the church. But this morning, I want us to stop for a moment, to to just step back a little bit and say, but who is the Holy Spirit? We're talking about the Holy Spirit coming and the Holy Spirit filling them, all these weird things that are happening, but who is the Holy Spirit? We we sing about it, we we read about it in the Bible, we, we know the early disciples It was a part of their confession of faith about who the Holy Spirit is. But who is the Holy Spirit? Let's look at Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, the very first verse of the Bible. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and the darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. The Spirit of God was there in the beginning. The Holy Spirit wasn't created after Jesus' ascension, the Spirit of God had been there since the beginning. Job 33 verse 4 says, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. The, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is at work in creation. God spoke, and the, the world came into being. But it was the work of the Holy Spirit, as ordered by the Father, that the, the world came into being. Hebrews 9 verse 14 talks about the eternal spirit. It talks about, it calls him the eternal spirit. The Holy Spirit is 
eternal. The Holy Spirit is all-knowing. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows, for what man knows the things of a man, except the Spirit of the man which is in him. Need to read that sentence again. For what man knows the things of a man, except the Spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God, except the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of God. He is the all-knowing one. He is omniscient. That's the word. Yeah, I know I said the wrong one. Isaiah 11 verse 1 talks about how the spirit of knowledge is a, is a spirit of knowledge and truth. A shoot will come up from a stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of no, the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He has always been, he knows all things. Psalm 139 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. John 14, verse verse 16, Jesus saying this, He says, I'll ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me, because I live, you also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. The Holy Spirit is eternal, He's all-knowing, He's always present, and He's sent to live inside of us. In a sense, you could say, Jesus came to to this earth and ascended to the Father to send the Holy Spirit. I love the the lights up here. It's kind of like you've got in, in heaven up there, you've got Father, Son, and He sent the Spirit to be in all of us, scattered amongst the earth. I like that. I didn't think of that until it was up there. I'm like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) He's eternal. He's all-knowing, always present. He's sent to live in us. The Holy Spirit is an equal yet distinct person of the triune Godhead. Let me read that again. The Holy Spirit is an equal yet distinct person of the triune Godhead. He's a part of the Trinity. He's an equal part of God. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14, Paul says, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. They're all equally important. They're all God. It's all Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a triune God. Jesus told the disciples in Matthew 28 to baptize new disciples in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit is not some supernatural force. It's not some weird spiritual thing. It's not like Star Wars. May the force be with you. He's a person. He's a, a person of the Godhead. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit when he was on this earth. It says in Luke 4 that he was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. He said he only ever did what he saw and heard the Father saying through the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our guide. It's to be our, 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 our guide in all things. And we can always check what we feel the Holy Spirit is saying to us by knowing that the Holy Spirit always points towards Jesus. It always points towards the Word. The Word made flesh, it points to the Word, the written Word, the Bible. It, he, he never contradicts His Word. He never points to Himself. He points to Jesus. He points the way to the Father. He reveals truth and He brings clarity, not confusion. He's the Spirit of truth. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness. I've got them all out of self-control, all those ones. The Spirit of God brings self-control. He doesn't take over and, and, and make you go out of control. We can check what is truly the, the Word of the Spirit. We can check what is of the Spirit by, by does it align with God's Word? Is it aligned with who Jesus is? This is in, is in line with the character of God. John 15 verse 26 says, When the counselor comes, the one I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, will testify ab- he will testify about me. So the one I will send, Jesus speaking, from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, will testify about me. The, the, the triune God never grabs for glory for themselves. They always point to the others. There's perfect unity. There is perfect love. There is perfect relationship between the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 14 says, Those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. It's only by the Spirit of God that we come to faith. It's only by the Spirit of God that we have revelation of who Jesus is. The day of Pentecost was always about celebrating God's provision. And now God himself had come to earth to fill his people, to empower every person, to live for him, to be his witnesses, to lead us, to give us faith, to lead us into all truth, to remind us of the words of Jesus, to remind us of the written word. Let me just read the next couple of verses in Acts chapter 2. We'll read from verse 36. It says, so let everyone in Israel, this is Peter speaking again on the day of Pentecost, so let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. This morning, I'm not going to go on preaching for a long time like Peter. This morning, I want us to stop and I want us to think 
do I know this Jesus? Do I know this Jesus? Has the Holy Spirit brought revelation to you about who Jesus is, about what he has done? Maybe you need to go and watch that movie this afternoon if you don't. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you faith to believe. If you ask God to give you an understanding of who he is, he will answer your prayer. Maybe you're a Christian and yet you still need to ask the Holy Spirit to give you faith to believe. Maybe this morning, as we read that, you're thinking, okay, that's what Peter said. He said, repent, believe, and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. You know, the the first step of obedience of a a follower of Christ is to do what he said and be baptized. And I want to encourage you this morning, if you haven't been baptized and you know Jesus is your Savior, take the step. It's not something you need to feel to do. It's something you're commanded to do. It's something Jesus instructed and it's something that we are told to be baptized it's not when you're ready when you're feeling right i want to encourage you to be baptized next week we're going to look at what god did then and ask the question is this still what god is doing today but my prayer is over this coming week that god will stir a desire in every one of us to know the fullness of the holy spirit in our lives as Jesus promised every one of us. Are we truly living life in relationship with the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Spirit to be His witnesses? Are we living life in relationship, being filled with His Spirit daily and living the life that Jesus died for us to have as His believers, as His followers? Next week, we're going to have some time to pray for people who would like to know the Holy Spirit in your life who'd like to be filled with Him and do life with Him as your guide, with Him as your strength. I pray this week that God would stir your heart and say, yeah, that's me. I want to be filled with His Spirit. I want to know His Spirit moving and and, and leading me more in my life. But this morning, I just want to finish there. I pray you'll be hungry to know more of the Spirit in your life. But this morning, I want to finish by just thanking God for his provision. I want to just finish by saying thank you God that what you promised you have done. That he promised to send the Holy Spirit to be our, our, our strength, to, to, to comfort us, to lead us into all truth, to empower us. And you know what? His, his Holy Spirit is not a flop. God doesn't do flops. He doesn't make mistakes. He sent the Holy Spirit to empower us and the Holy Spirit will empower us if we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring comfort if we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our life. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the one who will lead and guide us for God's glory. He doesn't do flops. If we let Him in, He will work. He will do it. He will be glorified through us. And our greatest joy is when we are fully surrendered and fully living for His glory. My life with God has never been the same since I began to understand who the Holy Spirit was and I began to ask the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me and fill me day by day. My my life has never been the same. People around me notice the difference. And I want to be day by day, week by week, not letting that fall away, but I just want to continue to grow 
in his spirit, to be more and more filled with his spirit day by day. That people wouldn't sense my presence, that they'd sense the presence of God, they'd sense his love, his peace. When I walk in the room, I want to bring his presence, not my presence. It's no longer I that live, it's Christ that lives in me. I can't bring hope to anyone, but Jesus is the hope of the world. I'm going to ask the band to come. We're going to sing this song. And if it isn't already your confession, make it your prayer this morning. Make it your prayer. It says there's nothing worth more that will ever come close. No thing can compare your our living hope, your presence. I think the writer of the song, I think he, they've, they've said that line. It's like your presence. That's just like, I've got no words now. <laughs> It's like, you can't describe the presence of God. I've tasted and seen the sweetest of loves, where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone in your presence. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. I want it to be more and more of him and less and less of me. Let's be overcome by the presence of our Lord. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Can we stand? And let's make this a song of thanks, a song of maybe it's a, a prayer for your heart this morning that you need to let that become your confession. You let it become your prayer this morning as we sing it. God, I just thank you for each and every person here today. God, I pray that you would, Lord, bring faith to us by the Holy Spirit. That, Lord, for those who have known you for a long time, that you would continue to stir faith within us. Lord, for those of us who, maybe this is our first time here today, God, I just pray that you would bring faith to us by your Holy Spirit. That, Lord, we would have testimony of your power at work in us to be your witnesses on this earth. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.